Hi, I'm Laura Camacho, the CEO and founder of Mixonian Institute, and I'm delighted to welcome you to Critical Conversations, the podcast of Mixonian Institute. Like the name suggests, it's all about critical conversations, conversations that make the difference, conversations that are interesting, and conversations that change the way we think. Make your message stick, like sap, a sappy song, or even super glue. Yup, the iOS upgrade 10 that happened in October, it raised the bar on text messaging and it can help you get through an extended corporate drone presentation. Now is also a fabulous moment to upgrade your conversation, even if you do have an Android. Like GIFs and the new emoticons, if done properly, creative comparisons help people to tune in, understand, and remember what you said. To have impact and influence, your message has to stick, and most of our memories are now Teflon-coded. Creative comparisons cut through the clutter. Let's see some example. Chip Gaines has a knack for clever wordings, which no doubt has contributed to the HGTV show Fixer Upper's massive success. In Season 2, Episode 2, he says of a room clad in burgundy velvet curtains complete with pom-poms, quote, If a movie theater and a funeral home had a child, this room would be it, end of quote. Great analogies are particularly good for complex concepts, a category that often includes technology. At the Medical University of South Carolina, Senior Network Analyst Jonathan Yantis shares his explanation about networking like this. The best way to think about networks is in layers. Simple but effective. For someone who thinks of networks as a giant jumble of cables, that is helpful and memorable enough that I wrote it down. At a recent Charleston Digital Corridor meetup, meetup, ThingWorks Technical Marketing Director Jeff Beck shared his expert point of view on the Internet of Things, or IOT, duh. When asked about data ownership, he responded, who owns the data? That's the elephant in the room. Jeff let us know that no one has a clue and it's going to be messy. But what if he had said, it's the hippopotamus in the room? or less creatively. It's the issue we're all avoiding. At the 2016 Women in Film Awards ceremony in Los Angeles, actor Kate Blanchett shared credit with talent agent Hilda Kiali for her success using a fabulous metaphor. Quote, I would be an unformed piece of amoebic jello without you. End of quote. Unformed amoebic jello? seriously, but the image sticks. And this last example is pure marketing brilliance. You know the fancy jeweler Bulgari? They've partnered with WiseKey, a leading Swiss data security firm, to launch launch Bulgari Vault. The $50 a year service encrypts your data, but they use the imagery and suggestion of a Swiss bank vault and the analogy that your data is like valuable jewels. Their branding, like any luxury good, is pure dark chocolate truffles for the eyes. I wish I had thought of that. Uh, In parentheses, please note that my techie friends recommend one password for protecting your data. It's not as pretty, but it works and it costs a lot less. 
Why do creative comparisons work? Analogies, metaphors, and similes are all forms of comparisons. In sharing a new concept, it helps to compare the known to the unknown. An unexpected comparison or twist of words catches the attention of our distracted brains. Those brains who are wondering what's for lunch and if the package from Amazon will arrive today. However, just because a comparison is creative doesn't mean it's effective. Comparisons that work are credible and creative, but they... Bleh. Take that out. The prevailing empire of open workspaces lacks credibility. It's built on the superficial analogy between intellectual and physical barriers. It assumes that the only thing we need to develop innovation is to mash up people all day in, a, in an office. That completely ignores the reality that the noise from the conversations and constant interruptions make it harder to concentrate and dive deeply into any material. Real innovation usually results from deep thinking about an issue over time. The image of an the image of an analogy has to fit the truth it's meant to explain or at least shed light upon it. Upgrade your communication toolbox with some clever analogies of your own. Uh, now I'm going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> Write down the thing you want to explain and then the specific quality of the thing. For example, the quality could be a, a feature or a benefit. If you want to emphasize how white the room is, make a list of things that are white. Play with this list until you have something you want to try. Another approach is to list the usual comparisons such as the elephant in the room. Now you have two nouns you can change, an elephant which is large and room which is a familiar space. Elephants are not routinely found in rooms so you can't use the example of a large dog in the room because that's where the dog belongs. The idea is to express something that people are ignoring but they should be paying attention to. You might develop a list that starts like this. The elephant in the library. The camel in the room. The rhinoceros in the room. Or choose another route of saying we should be paying attention to this. For example, say like your blood pressure and cholesterol levels, decidedly not sexy, but ignore them at your peril. Or, we can ignore X like some drivers prefer not to notice their change oil light. Or consider referring to things that are easy to ignore, like the color beige, background music, or the growth of your toenails. The best writers are often so because they have strong analogy muscles. C.S. Lewis comes to mind for his clever ways to talk about Christianity. You don't have to be a witty writer to use this communication tool. With a bit of practice, it's there to make you look amazing and make your message stick like a mobile phone to a teenager.